everybody. This is Lindsay Nelson at the Polo Grounds in New York, welcoming you to another New York Mets doubleheader, brought to you by Rheingold Next to Dry and Viceroy Cigarettes. This afternoon, the Mets meet the Houston Colts 45s here at the Polo Grounds. Ralph China, Bob Murphy, and I are on hand to bring you every bit of the action. The conference continues at home plate between the umpires and managers, warming up right now for the Houston Colts 45s is the veteran right-hander, Skinny Brown. Coming up for the New York Mets is Galen Sisko. The Code 45 will start a lineup of left fielder Al Spangler leading off. The veteran Johnny Temple at second base batting second. Pete Reynolds at first batting third. And right fielder Rusty Staub batting fourth. Bob Aspermani playing third base and batting fifth. Ricky Jim Wynn playing shortstop and batting sixth. Howie Goss is in center field batting seventh. John Bateman is the catcher batting eighth. And Kitty Brown is the pitcher batting ninth. Now the starting lineup in batting order for the New York Mets. Leading off and playing second base is Juan Hunt. Batting second and playing third base, Jim Hickman. Duke Snyder is in right field batting third. Jesse Gondor again behind the plate and batting fourth. Mike Thomas is in left field batting fifth. Jim Harkness at first base batting sixth. Joe Hicks is in center field batting seventh. Larry Burlight at shortstop batting eighth. Galen Sisko, the pitcher, is batting ninth as the New York Mets take the field here at the Polo Grounds in New York. As you probably know, we had showers all around and in the metropolitan area this morning, and we had a fairly hard rain here at the Polo Grounds. However, the infield was covered and is in excellent condition. Al Spangler, a left-hand batter, is coming up to lead off for the Colts 45. He has an average of 269, one home run and 16 runs batted in. Jim Hickman is on the edge of the grass at third, and here's the first pitch of the game. Low for ball one. The Colts 45 is opening up a four-game series with this doubleheader today. Single game tomorrow night and a single game on Tuesday afternoon. Cisco's pitch swung on and does it deep to right. Going, going, up the upper deck, and it's gone for a home run for Spangler. Spangler hits the second pitch of the ball game into the upper deck and right. It is his second home run of this season, and the Colts 45s are out in front by a score of one to nothing. That brings up Johnny Temple, the veteran performer and second baseman for the Colts 45s, hitting 266 this year with 12 runs batted in. Breaking ball is in there for a tall strike. Cisco deals and it's outside for a ball. Jesse Gunder behind the plate today for the Mets. Didn't play yesterday when he complained of a slight back sprain, but uh, apparently he's feeling okay today. Here's the 1 1 pitch. Breaking ball, it's low. It's 2 and 1. champion Pete Reynolds is coming up playing first base today. He has a season's average for the Colts of 2-11 with 11 runs batted in. He's a left-hand batter. Disco checks the runner and here's the pitch one on line to the left field for a base hit. Frank 
by Thomas Over. Up with it. Lays it back in. Holding it second is Johnny Temple. That is a patented Pete Reynolds blow to the opposite field, and that's going to bring up Rusty Stop. Rusty Stop playing right field today. He is the New Orleans rookie who has a batting average of 209 right now. Three home runs and 26 runs better than. Left-hander Don Rowe is up and throwing in the bullpen now for the New York Mets. The coach leading by a score of one to nothing. Cisco checking. Here's the pitch to Staub, and it's a little tight for a ball. On deck is Bob Aspermani. Go check the runners and the pitch breaks low and inside. The ball is two and zero. Runners first and second, nobody out. Houston won the match, nothing. And now the two zero pitch is inside for ball. Out to three and zero. They fired in for a call strike. He was taking all the way. Let's get the crowd reaction. This ball game, of course, got underway on time. There was no delay because of the shower this morning. Galen Sisko with the 3-1 pitch. And it misses low. He walked him, and Rusty Staub goes to first. The bases are loaded. Bob Aspermani is coming up. A Brooklyn boy. He is batting 199 with three home runs and 19 runs batted in. There is still nobody out for the Code 45s in the top half of the first inning. Cisco works straight away, and the pitch is high for a ball. The New York Mets leave the infield, a double play up here in the first inning. Astromani has the bat cock. Here's the pitch. Breaking ball in the dirt, blocked by Gunder, keeps it out in front of him, so there is no advance. That was a breaking ball down in the dirt, and Gondor blocked it. Keep it out there in front so there could be no at-bat. 2-0, the count. Ron Hattis coming into the mound. Now goes back to his position at second. second, Staub at first. The 2-0 pitch is high for ball three. It's gone out three balls and no strikes. With the bases loaded. On deck is rookie shortstop Jim Wentz. Galen Sisko in trouble early here in this ball game in the top half of the first inning. 
Still has not retired a match. And he walked him, and that will force in a run. That pitch was high and tight. And Casey Single is on his way to the mound as Johnny Temple comes across the plate. Still nobody out. Houston leading 2 nothing. Bases still loaded. Money gets a run better than for going to walk with the bases loaded. Casey Single looking down toward the bullpen, and he's going to bring Don Rowe in. Don Rowe now starts in. So Galen Cisco has failed to retire a batter as he has faced five of them here in the first inning. Up to now, he has been charged with two runs. He is responsible for the three men he is leaving on base. He has allowed two hits. He has struck out none, and he has walked two as John Rowe comes on. This, of course, is an afternoon for a lot of baseball in the Major League. And to tell you what's on tap, here's Ralph China. Okay, Lindsay, the second-place San Francisco Giants are playing at Pittsburgh, scheduled at Pittsburgh, but that doubleheader has been postponed because of rain. And don't forget, San Francisco will be in here at the Polo Grounds for night games on Wednesday night and Thursday night. Giants at the Polo Grounds Wednesday night and Thursday night. Los Angeles at Philadelphia to score 3-1 in favor of the Los Angeles Dodgers after four innings. Johnny Padres going for his win against Cal McGlitch. That is the first of two. One home run in that ball game by Johnny Callison. And in the National League, Chicago's at St. Louis. They're out in the top of the first. St. Louis now batting. Glenn Hobby going for the Cubs against Ray Sadecki for the St. Louis Cardinals. That is the first of two. Also, doubleheader at Cincinnati, Milwaukee playing there. The scheduled starting pitchers are Bob Shaw against John Sador. In the American League, New York at Kansas City for two. That game not yet underway. Detroit at Washington, a doubleheader postponed right there. So rain all around the country. Baltimore is scheduled at Chicago for a doubleheader. Cleveland, a doubleheader at Minnesota. They're off the top of the first inning with no runs. Minnesota now coming to bat. Pete Ramos going for the Indians against Jim Cott for the Twins. Also in the American League, Boston at Los Angeles, and that game is not yet underway, and there's a doubleheader out there, too. So plenty of baseball coming your way. Also plenty of baseball right here at the Polar Grounds. We're in the first inning, and we have two games to come off right here, and here's once again is Lindsey Nelson. All right, Ralph Kiner, it has begun to rain slightly here at the Polar Grounds, and the umbrellas have begun to spring up uh, in the box seat areas of the lower deck. His warm-up tosses, right-hand batter Jim Wynn is coming up. Wynn has an average of 3.33. He's been up only 12 times and has four hits. He has one run batted in. He was a draft selection last winter by Houston off the Cincinnati roster. Here is a pitch high for ball. Jim Wynn playing shortstop these days for the Colt 45. Bases loaded, nobody out. Pitch to the right-hand batter. He's in there for a call strike. It's one and one. Pete Reynolds is at third. Stop at second. Has some money at first. Here's a swing and a looper in the left field. It's going to be a long run, and nobody can get it. It falls in as Hicks feels it throws in. One run has scored. The bases still are loaded. Pete Reynolds had to up until he could see whether that one would drop in or whether it would be caught. So it is a single for Jim Wynn and a run batted in and a Houston go 45. Right in front by a score of three to nothing. A looping single into left center field for Jim Wynn. That brought Pete Reynolds in from third. Stop moved to third. As for money at second, Wynn is out at first. That run, of course, charged against Galen Sisko. 
And it's swinging a miss for strike one. Howie Goss is at the plate, batting 215. Nine home runs, 33 runs batted in. There's a pitch low for a ball. Now, Jay Hook is throwing in the bullpen for the New York Mets. And here is a swing and a miss. It's two strike count, one and two. Still nobody out for the Houston Co. 45. Playing a foul ball just off the end of the bat of Howie Goss. He came to the Colt 45 from the Pittsburgh Pirates during spring training this year. John Rowe, a left-hander, getting his sign from Jesse Gunder. Working straight away. Here's a swing and a high pop to short right. Hunt is back there. Infield fly has been called. And Hunt makes the catch. No advance, one away. Johnny Bateman. Bateman is batting 193 with five home runs and 23 runs batted in. New York Mets leave the infield at double play depth as the Colt 45 leads 3 nothing. It's a swing and a drive to left center. Thomas racing over and Dodge can't get it. It goes by him. One run has scored. Wynn is coming around third. Three runs have scored. On the way to third is Johnny Bateman. He pulls up with a triple and three runs batted in. And the Colts 45s lead by a score of six to nothing in the first inning. Scored as a triple as Frank Thomas elected to try to go for the diving catch of the sinking line drive. And when he did not make it, the ball rolled all the way out to the bullpen area. Three runs batted in. So with one man out, pitcher Kitty Brown is up. A runner at third, and still one man out. That's in there for a call strike. Here's a swing and a fly ball to right, going deep, way back, and this one is off the face of the wall. Fair territory. Snyder picks it up, lays it in. The run scores from third. It is a single to right, and a run batted in for Kitty Brown. As Bateman crossed the plate. Jay Hook throwing in the bullpen for the New York Mets as Al Spangler comes up for his second time. He hit the second pitch of this ball game for a home run in leading off. It is seven to nothing now. The Colts 45 is leading. Five of the runs charged against Galen Sisko and two of them charged against Don Rowe. Pitch is inside to the left-hand batter Spangler. Kenny Brown with the jacket on at first base. John Rowe again checks his runner, and here's the pitch one. Has a foul ball back a third. Jim Hickman has it lined up. Waiting and makes the catch. Two away. Johnny Temple coming up for his second time. He was on on the arrow. Shortstop Larry Burright, and uh, he was the second man up in this ball game. 
Jacksonville down the pitcher. Then that's a call strike. is low. It's blocked by Gonda. Rolls up the first baseline. No advance by pitcher Skinny Brown. In the bullpen, a ball has eluded Choo Choo Coleman and he goes out into center field to retrieve it. Runs it back to the bullpen now. A count of one and one. To Temple at the plate. And the pitch is low and inside. For ball, it's two and one. One pitch, swung on and drilled deep to left. Thomas going back, way back, and makes the catch, going away for the out. Frank Thomas hauled it down, so in the top half of the first inning. The Colt 45 got seven runs on five hits, one minute, one cold left, and at the end of a half inning of play, it is Houston seven, the Mets nothing. Seven runs, send up Ron Hunt, the second baseman, to face Skinny Brown. Brown has won two games and lost four so far this year. 38 years of age, he is 6'185 pounder from Greensboro, North Carolina. He has no record against the Mets. His lifetime record, 79 wins and 70 losses. No wind-up delivery. And the pitch is in there for a call strike to Hunt. Ron Hunt is batting 257 with five home runs and 20 runs batted in. Swinging a foul ball back to the right and out of play. Two strike count to Hunt with Jim Hickman on deck. Ron Hunt in spring training was used as a leadoff man a great deal. Early in the year he was used either in the leadoff spot or batting number two and then he was... Reached down to number three. has been batting number five of late, and he's back up there in the leadoff spot today. Pitch is outside. One and two. The veteran Hal Brown uses a slow, easy delivery. Paul Richards had him on his pitching staff in Chicago and Baltimore. Uses a knuckler. Here's a swing and a foul ball back and out of play. And he's been using him... Uh, the coach have been using Brown uh, for spot performances this year as a starter. Ron Hunt in and waiting. Here's the 1 2 delivery. Swung on a ground ball to third. That's the money. Bobbles it off his chest. Picks it up. Throws on and in time. He got him in first base. but he scrambled for it, recovered in time to throw on and get Ron Hunt. So Jim Hickman's coming up, he's batting 221, eight home runs and 31 runs batted in. Duke Snyder moving out to the on-deck circle for the Mets. Pitch is in there for a call strike. Slight miss falling as the follows out. for ball hit one and one. One one pitch one. It's a foul ball back at third. Given a run by Astamani. He's at the barrier and this one goes into the stands about a half a dozen rows deep. 
of one ball and two strikes to Jim Hickman. Starting the day's play in the National League, the Los Angeles Dodgers on top. Here's a pitch that is in there for a call strike. He caught him looking. So it is strikeout number one for Hal Brown. Two men out, and Duke Snyder coming up. on top. The Giants in second place six games back and the Chicago Cubs six and a half back. The St. Louis Cardinals six and a half back. That six is low for ball. In the National League yesterday, Dodgers defeated the Mets 11 to 2. The Phillies beat the Giants 4 to 3. Pittsburgh shut out Houston 3 to nothing. Decider, it's four out and missed. It's 1-1. Yesterday, the Milwaukee Braves beat the St. Louis Cardinals 7-5, and Chicago at Cincinnati postponed because of rain. The 1-1 pitch to Snyder is outside for a ball. In the American League yesterday, the Angels beat the Yankees 3-1. The Minnesota Twins beat Boston 6-4. Kansas City and Cleveland split a doubleheader. Kansas City won the first in 6-5. Cleveland won the second in 7-4. An early win. Credited with his 300th victory. Here's a swing and a foul ball back at third. Asamani gives it a run. It's curving on over into the stands and out of play. So, despite the fact that he left the ball game after five innings of play yesterday, early win. Finally managed to notch that 300th victory. And the second game of the double had a beating Kansas City 7-4. Lindsay had eight tries to win that 300, and he really struggled and finally got there. It's sure nice to see him make it, because I know it's been a real ambition of his right from the last year. It certainly has. Here's a 2-2 pitch. Swung on, it's a ground ball full foul. Back of first, fielded by Runnels. And in Franklin, of course, early win, didn't know whether he'd ever get another shot at trying to win the 300, because he didn't know whether he'd be picked up by any major league club. But the Cleveland Indians did pick him up, and now he has become a 300-game winner. He's pitched fine ball for them, too, even though he hadn't won that 300 game. He had pitched good ball all the way along. Right. There's a pitch high and away. It's 3-2. Washington Senators beat the Baltimore Orioles 4-3 yesterday. The first win for Gil Hodges Senators over the Orioles this year. Detroit at Chicago and the American League rained out yesterday. Here's a payoff pitch to Snyder, and he walked in. Yonder. Here's a pitch high. One and one. Those 
a big banner on forever when we walked in an hour or so ago from the lower deck that said, to heck with the Mets, we love Bob Murphy. Here's a one-one pitch. Swung out and fall off right down into the dirt. One and two. Strange thing about that banner, I saw Bob's kids holding that banner up. <laughs> I wonder who they were. the bottom half of the first inning here, and the Colts 45s lead the Mets by a score of 7 to nothing. John DeFarle, that one right off his ankle, so he's exercising it a little bit. Snyder takes his lead at first base, and here is the 1-2 pitch. It's outside for ball. 2-2. Two two. Been up 47 times this year and has 16 base hits. Right away for ball. It's a full count now with two men out in the runner at first. Charlie Hemus coaching at first for the Mets and Cookie Lavagetta around at third. He waves Brown off and makes the play unassisted. So in the bottom of the first, the Mets got no runs, on no hits, no errors, and one left. At the end of an inning, first game of a doubleheader is to go 45-7, the Mets nothing. Tomorrow night, the Mets and the Colts 45s will meet in a single game here. Now, that game is not on. The schedule is finished before the start of the season or at the start of the season because this is a makeup game. Roger Craig will be the pitcher for the New York Mets in that ball game tomorrow night, and Ken Johnson will be the pitcher for the Houston Colts 45. This is a makeup of a game that was rained out here on the night of May 1st. Persons holding tickets for the May 1st game. They exchange them for tomorrow night's game or for any subsequent game. The tickets must be exchanged. The original tickets are not good for Monday night's game. And then on Tuesday afternoon, they regularly schedule Singleton between the Mets and the Houston Colts 45. The lights have been turned on here at the Polo Grounds now as we go to the second inning. The Colts sent 11 men up there in the top of the first. So it is Pete Reynolds coming up now. He's singled him out. His first time up here today. John Rowe is the pitcher. Jesse Gander, and here's a pitch to the left-hand batter. He swung on and fouled off to the right side. Gander gives it a run, so does Harkness, and Gander can't get it. He tried to one-hand it, didn't get it, and as he comes back to his position, we pause for station identification. This is WGY Schenectady 810 on your dial, where the time is 2.31 by the WGY clock. This is Lindsey Nelson with Ralph Kiner and Bob Murphy at the Polo Grounds in New York. It is a strike one count. Casey Stingle, when he went out to the mound to bring in Don Rowe, instructed Cisco to go down to the bullpen and continue throwing. So Cisco is down there just uh, for a workout in the bullpen right now. Here is a pitch in there for a called strike two. Throw six one on and 
bat fouled off. Ronald Jarrett trying to get the bat on the ball that time, a short swing. Houston seven, the Mets nothing. Here's a pitch high. It's one and two. There's a swing and a foul ball on the left side out of play, going into the stand. Just been announced here in the press area that the seven runs scored by the coach in the first inning is their biggest inning of this year. Here's a swing out of fly ball to center. Joe Hicks goes after it and makes the catch. We will be back on side two to continue the game. Staub is coming up. Been up one time and he walked. Early in the season, Rusty Staub was being compared a great deal to the Mets' Ed Cranepool. Both uh, started with fat batting averages. Here is a pitch that's in there for a call strike. The Mets have sent Cranepool to Buffalo for a little seasoning where he can play every day. And he opened up with four for five, including a home run in his first game with Buffalo. Here's a swing and a foul ball into the upper deck and out of play. And Rusty Stahl's batting average for the season right now is at 209. He continues to bat cleanup for the Colt 45. Here's a foul ball back at first. Two strike count to the youngster. protective helmet, you could hear it pop, and he is stretched out on the ground. He was trying to tuck underneath and caught it in the protective helmet, as you could hear that. The helmet flew off, and now he is on the ground, hit right on top of the head, or the back of the head, as he was trying to duck underneath, so he is getting attention now from the Houston trainer. Manager Harry Kraft is out there, the coaches have come down, ball players are around him. Jim Ewell is the co-45 trainer now. He is stretched out in a supine position, and our trainer Gus March of the New York Mets is going out to see if he can lend a hand. He's up now and moving around. Rusty Staub with the crew cut red hair is up now as the Mets had started uh, a stretcher out from their dugout, but uh, he's up now just feeling his head, and there's a case where that protective helmet, Ralph, kind of came in very handy. No doubt about that, Lindsay. It's a fine thing for baseball fiberglass helmet, and it certainly does take most of the shots when you are hit. And of course, it doesn't crack too often, and that's the main thing. It holds its shape and stops. is evidently all right. He's going to stay in the game. He's going on down the first base. Rusty Saab is running down the first base now. Hit by a pitch ball. And that will bring up Bob Aspermati. Umpire Tony Benson working behind the plate is asked for a towel to be brought out so that he can wipe off home plate with a towel. A whisk room is uh, not of much help in trying to get mud off the plate. That's the money stepped in. He's been up one time and walked with the bases loaded to drive in a run.
didn't have a baseball, so he had to ask uh, Tony Benton to put a ball in play. Dodd leads, and the pitch is high and away for a ball. Houston leading by a score of 7 to nothing here in the top half of the second inning.
two offerings. He's tied away. It's two and two. Starting play today in the National League. Tommy Davis leading the batting race. Tommy Davis of the Dodgers hitting 330. Ron Fando of the Cubs hitting 319. Nick Grote of the Cardinals hitting 317. Here's a swing and a miss, strike three. Second strikeout for Hal Brown. Two away, nobody on base. You know, baseball and Rheingold make a great team, so pull it all cold glass. Rheingold next to dry and settle back for more of this ball game. Joe Hicks coming up for his first time in the game. Joe recently purchased from Buffalo. Still looking for his first hit for the New York Mets. He's been up only four times previously. And a time away for ball one. He's a left-hand batter. Wearing number 22. Swing and a miss. It's one and one.
is in there for a call strike to Don Rowe. Houston leading by a score of 7 to nothing with the Mets batting in the bottom of the second. First game of a scheduled doubleheader here at the Polo Grounds in New York.
Rookie quickly again comes back to the plate and again a foul ball, this time over the top of the press box and the count holds it on two. strike out and the pitch to Brown is fouled in the dirt this time. Ball looked at by Tony Vinzon and thrown out. New ball put in play. Oh and two. Here's Roll again back and this time he misses low. One ball, two strikes. Two strikes, two men out. Roll back again inside. So the count rounds at two balls and two strikes. Two balls, two strikes, two men out. Colts lead 7 nothing. Top of the third inning. Here's the pitch, and there's a little top fly back at second base, moving back as Ron Hunt. He makes the catch. That retires the side. So for the first time in the game, the Mets take the Colts in order. One, two, three, and the score at the end of two and a half innings of play. The Colts 45 7. New York Mets, nothing. While the Dodgers getting help from Jupiter Furbus, winning the ball game after six innings, and they now have temporarily increased their lead to six and one half games over the San Francisco Giants. And the pennant race, still anybody's guess. Different people picking different teams for different reasons, but the Dodgers are pretty well out in front now, but you can never tell. You know... When it comes to selecting New York's favorite beer, well, millions of people agree on this one. It's Rheingold Extra Dry. And the reason? Because Rheingold has a flavor all its own. And dry tells you why. Two little words, Extra Dry, tell you that Rheingold is brewed a long, slow, costly away for a taste that's brisk and bright and clean clear through. Brewed Extra Dry to be extra refreshing. So why don't you stop in a supply of refreshing Rheingold and enjoy a glass along with the game. Soon you'll find yourself joining a million Tuesday. My beer is Rangold, the dry beer. The bottom half of the third inning, the Colts 45s out in the field. The Mets now coming up and batting for the second time in the game will be Ron Hunt. Ron grounded out the third his first time up. He's a right-hand batter batting at 256. Mets have had one base hit off Skinny Brown. That was a double to center field by Joe Hicks, his first National League hit. And the first pitch by Brown is it deep to left field, way back there. And the ball is hauled down by the left fielder, Al Spangler. Catching the ball by the bullpen, that ball hit about 450 feet. Ron Hunt with a deep drive to left field out now for out number one, and Jim Hickman will come to bat. Still some rain falling in the ballpark. Damn it, rain in Philadelphia. There's the possibility we could have some more rain right here at Polar Ground. 7 nothing score, the cold leads, and a knuckleball by Brown is low to Hickman for ball one. Jim struck out on a knuckleball his first time up. He's batting 220. Pitch back, a fastball. Look at strike one. One ball, one strike. one delivery and this one has popped up in shallow left field going back to the shortstop also the left fielder moving on but the shortstop makes the catch 
Jim Wynn pulling the ball down about 60 feet back on the grass, back on the dirt part of the infield. Two men out now. The batter will be Duke Snyder, who walked his first time up. Duke batting 236. Pitch and knock a ball fouled back over the press box for strike one. Al Brown, the pitcher for the Colt 45, acquired from the Yankees, throws about 90% knuckleball. He has a fast breaking knuckleball, throws it fairly hard, and it breaks down in a straight pattern, almost like a curveball. There's a high knuckleball. One ball, one strike. He's a fast working pitcher. Now he takes the sign, comes back to Snyder. Got the ball again. This one hit foul down to Sally Heman. So the count is one ball and two strikes. In Brown's last two outs, he has given up only two runs. He won one game, one nothing, lost the other. Was shut out. Now the one-two pitch. Knock the ball again. Hit off the end of the bat into the hole by the shortstop in the left field of base hit for Duke Snyder. Picked up by Al Spangler, and Snyder holds at first base. Hit number two for the Mets off round. It brings up Jesse Gondor. That ball is hit right off the end of the bat, spinning on through the hole, right by the shortstop, win in the left field. Jesse Gondor, a left-hand batter, coming up. He grounded out the first his first time up, batting 333. Jesse had two home runs off Don Drysdale in the last series in one game. And his first pitch is high right through at the letters for strike one. And those two home runs by Jesse Gunder, equaling the two home runs that Duke Snyder had in the ball game. There's a foul ball into the stand. Strike two count. the bullpen now, Ernie Fazio and Carl Warwick, an infielder and an outfielder, warming up. Two-strike count to Jesse Gardner. Brown now comes back to the plate with a knuckleball. It is high for ball one. One ball, two strikes. Duke Snyder at first base not being held on. Cold sleep, 7 nothing. Again, the knuckleball, and there's a drive to center field, but Howie Goss is right there, and he takes it in for the final out of the inning. For the Mets, no runs on one hit. No errors, one man left, and the score at the end of three. The Colt 45, seven runs on five hits. The Mets have no runs and two hits. The final revised edition of the New York Mets official 1963 yearbook is now on sale. This new edition contains many new action pictures in addition to biographical and statistical data on Jimmy Pearsaw, Jesse Gonder, Joe Hicks, Duke Snyder, and the rest of the Mets squad. There are stories about Casey and his coaching staff, Jay Stadium, the Stadiorama scoreboard, the farm system, the man behind the scenes, and many other, many other interesting facts and stories. You know, some of the photos, they've got a lot of new ones. Well, they have one of Casey leading the band. The Mets at West Point, the 1963 Old-Timers Day ceremony. Jimmy Pearsaw hitting his 100th home run. And he ran backwards on that one, if you recall. Willie Mays night, an opening day. So to obtain your copy of the final revised edition of the Mets official 1963 yearbook, send 50 cents to Met Yearbook, Polo Grounds, New York, 39, New York. The book is also available at the Met Midtown ticket offices located in Grand Central and Pennsylvania Station. 
to the fourth inning with the Colts 45s on top, seven to nothing. The first batter will be Al Spangler, the leadoff man. Al had a home run as the first batter in this ball game here today, and he takes a high outside pitch from Don Rowe for ball one. He batted twice in the first inning when the Colts 45 sent 11 men to the plate. His second time up, he fouled out. There's a high pop-up in front of the mound. Coming out is Jesse Gunner. Now calling is Jim Hickman, and Jim makes the catch. So Spangler now is one for three. The Mets have one out here in the fourth inning, and Johnny Temple will come to bat. John is 0 for 2. Veteran second baseman batting 264. And the first pitch is inside, ball one. John is quite a character, and he's been quite a ball player. His big record set with Cincinnati. Here's the 1-0 pitch, inside again, ball two. He's known as the last of the plane umpires. He really gives the umpires a bad time at the plate. Here's the 2-0 pitch, line hard over the third base bag right down the line. A base hit, he might go for two, he rounds. Ball is picked up by Thomas, and Thomas's throw stops him at first base. The ball gets away from Ron Hunt, but no play on Temple with a base hit, and we're going to have a pinch runner for Johnny Temple. It's going to be Ernie Faggio. Faggio, a bonus player, signed up along with Bob Garibaldi out of Santa Clara last year. One man out, a man at first base. The score is 7 to nothing in favor of the Colt 45s, and the batter will be a pinch hitter batting for Pete Reynolds. Here's the first pitch. It's high for ball one. Batting for Pete Reynolds. Reynolds, one for two, being taken out. And the pitch back is high again. Ball two. There's the announcement of Carl Warwick in the game. Again high by Don Rowe, and it's ball three. Three balls, no strikes. Stetson comes back, and there's a drive hit down the left field line foul. And while we wait for a new ball to be put in play, we'll pause for station identification. The voice of the Mets in the great Northeast, WGY Schenectady, the time one minute past three. Here along with Lindsey Nelson and Bob Murphy. There's a the ball hit down to third. Hickman goes over to second in time. The throw to first base, not in time. Mets just missing their 88 double play. Warwick beating the throw to first base by half a step. Fazio erased going on down to second base, and we now have two men out, and the batter will be Rusty Staub. Rusty, who was hit by a pitch ball, his last time up, a left-hand batter. And his first pitch is line foul down the right field line. Staub batting 209. And he looks at a curveball, strike two. Strike count, a left hand on the mound, Don Rowe now working back, and there's a high slider popped up in foul territory. Gondor looks, it goes out of play. 0-2, the count holding. Holds on top, they have seven runs with six base hits. The Mets have no runs and two hits. We're in the top of the fourth with two men out. And the pitch back to Staub is a call 
ball, strike three. And now the signal being that the ball did glance off of the bat. A foul tip held onto by Jesse Gunner. A strikeout to be given to Don Rowe, and that retires the side. In the inning, no runs on one hit. There were no errors. One man was left on base, and the score at the end of three and one half innings to play. The Colts 45-7, the New York Mets, nothing. Well, go here in the bottom half of the fourth inning. Frank Thomas, the first batter, and the first pitch to him is a knuckleball over for strike one. Frank, a right-hand batter, batting for the second time. He grounded out the shortest first time up. There's a base hit right through the hole in the left field. Ball picked up by Al Spangler and thrown on in, and the Mets now have a runner at first base with no one out. They trail seven to nothing. For the Colts, 45 changes in their defensive alignment. At second base now, Ernie Fazio in place of Johnny Temple. In right field, Carl Warwick in place of Rusty Staub. And Rusty Staub has been moved to first base in place of Pete Reynolds. Mets now with a runner at first base. And the batter is Tim Harkner. Tim struck out on a fastball his first time up, batting at 2-0-2. And the first pitch is high for ball one. The base hit by Frank Thomas, the third off Kenny Brown on the mound. Pitch back to Harkness, a hard swing and a miss for strike one. One ball, one strike. Again, a hard swing and a miss, but strike two. Rain coming down a little bit harder right now here at the polo ground. One and two, and a knuckleball is over. The ball dropped by John Bateman, but he picks it up and tags Harkness out. And a strikeout is given to Al Brown on the mound. His third in the ball game, it brings up Joe Hicks. Joe doubles to right center field his first time up. His first National League base hit. And, of course, his first hit is a mess. Well, now would be a great time to order up for four glass of that famous dry beer. And that's got to be Rheingold. It's beers, beers, good taste. Here's the pitch to Joe Hicks at a high foul ball down the right field line. Coming over to Carl Wolling. Also there, Ernie Fazio. And the ball is in the corner, caught by... The right fielder, Carl Warwick. And there's a sign given by the first base umpire who had gone out there, Mel Steiner. Actually, Warwick disappeared from sight. He went so deep into the corner right in the foul territory area. So a fine play by Carl Warwick. Two men out now. And the batter will be Larry Burright. Larry walked his first time up. Right-hand batter. The score 7-0. The Colts 45's lead. And the first pitch hit in the hole. Through in the left field on the ground. A base hit. Frank Thomas moves to second base and holds there. So the Mets now have runners at first and second base. Second time the fans had a man at second base. And the batter will be Don Rowe, who is a good hitting pitcher. Don flat out to right field his first time up. Mets trying to stay alive. They're also trying to... Keep the game going right at this point, as slowly as possible. Of course, with a rain threat, there's a chance that the seven run could be erased. Here's the first pitch to Don Rowe. He pulls it foul for strike one. Rowe has two hits and 11 trips to the plate this year. 
Brown now back to work, and a knuckleball is hit foul over by the dugout. John Bateman coming over, and he makes a good drive, a ball off his glove, and he goes down into the dugout. He's all right now, coming back out. Of course, you can go in the dugout to make that catch. If you stay on the dugout area and go on in, and the ball is in play. Right there, holding on Don Rowe. One is that first and second, two men out, bottom half of the fourth. And a knuckleball is lying to right, a base hit. Coming over, Carl Warwick, he juggles the ball, picks it up, Frank Thomas will score. Here comes the throw in, and going to third base is Larry Furrite. That's with the first run of the ball game. Johnny Callison and Ruben Amaro homered in that ball game. 
for the Phils, but the Dodgers won it 3-2, to two, and the second game postponed because of rain. The end of three and a half innings, the Cardinals 5, the Chicago Cubs 1. Hobby for Chicago Brewer in the second, Elston in the fourth, Ray Sadecki for the Cardinals. Boyer and White have homered for the Cards. That's the first game of a doubleheader. The end of four, the Cincinnati Reds, four of the Milwaukee Blazers up in show against the Tourist, Steel, and Pinson have homered for the Reds. That is the first of two in the American League. The Yankees are at Kansas City for a doubleheader. Detroit at Washington, a doubleheader postponed because of rain. Baltimore and Chicago at the end of two innings. No score, McCormick against Herbert. That's the first of two. Right now we are going to the top half of the fifth inning. And here is the first pitch. Low to Bob Ash for money. Or rather in there to ask for money for a call strike one. Here's a pitch for a line into the glove of Hickman at third. One away, and that will bring up Jim Wynn for the Colt 45. The end of three and a half innings, the Cleveland Indians three and the Minnesota Twins one. Ramos against Scott for Tyler Stansby and Batty of Homer in that ball game. Boston is at Los Angeles for a doubleheader. A much later start. Wynn is a right-hand batter. Rowe with the pitch swung on and foul back. Well, it is not raining as hard at this moment as it has been a little earlier. For this to be an official ball game, we must get in the five full innings. The home team trailing must back in the bottom half of the fifth inning before it becomes an official game. Here's a drive deep to left. Way back. Going, going. And this one is a home run for Jim Wynn, his first major league home run. So he comes out around. And the score is 8-1 to one now. The goal 45 is leading. Goes with all of this? Well, sure you do. Rhine Gold, extra dry beer. 
It's a wonderful beer to enjoy on a wonderful day. In fact, Rheingold makes even ordinary days seem wonderful. It's the flavor that does it. The extra refreshing flavor that is Rheingold's alone. And dry tells you what. Rheingold's way of brewing is long, slow, and costly, but it pays off in taste. It gives Rheingold the happiest taste in beer today. But why not find that out for yourself? The next chance you get, open up for order up fine, cold Rheingold. Discover why millions say, my beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. Discover why Rheingold is New York's largest selling beer. the bottom half of the fifth inning and Jim Hickman will be up to lead off for the New York Mets. Kenny Brown is on the mound. Playing a ground ball to third, taken deep by Astromani. The play across to Rusty Schaub is in time and Hickman has grounded out. Hickman swinging on the first ball pitch here in the bottom half of the fifth inning. That brings up Duke Snyder. He has walked and singled. the Mets have completed batting in this half inning. This will be an official ball game. Brown with the pitch. Swung on. Does it deep to center. Going way back to Howie Goss. And this one is taken by Goss in the warning track in front of the center field bleachers. Goss got a good jump on the ball. That is more than 450 feet. Taken in the warning track in front of the right center field bleachers section at the polo ground. Snyder gets a hand as he comes back to the dugout after building that one a long, long way. Jesse Gunder coming up with two men out. Gunder has grounded out to first and flight out to center field. Down with a no wind up delivery, and it's blowing inside for ball. Frank Thomas is on deck now for the Mets. Batting in the bottom of the fifth, trailing eight to one. Here's a swing a high fly ball to short center, and moving over is Howie Goss. He is there. He makes the catch, and this is an official ball game. As the New York Mets in the bottom of the fifth got no runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. At the end of five, Houston goes 45, eight, the New York Mets one. We're going now to the top half of the sixth inning. And coming up to lead off for the Colts 45 will be pitchers Kenny Brown. Caneal is warming up. Pitcher Don Rowe. Choo-choo Coleman came in from the bullpen area. There is no catcher out there in the moment. I think we're going to get a catching change here. Caneal makes the throw on down to second base. And umpire Tony Benson is signaling up to public address announcer Jack Lee that we're going to have a new catcher. Here's the announcement. Choo-choo Coleman coming out of the dugout right now. replaces Jesse Gondor behind the plate for the Mets. Kenny Brown steps into the batter's box. Left-handed John Rowe working for the Mets in relief of the starter, Galen Sisko. And the pitch is zipped in for a call strike one. And the pitch and it's low for ball. It's one and one. To keep a scorecard, Coleman will bat fourth in the Mets batting order. And a pitch swung on and full foul on the ground. Just back at third, Chad Crawford, the umpire down there. Runs the count to one and two. To Skinny Brown. 
45 have eight runs on seven hits. The Mets have one run on five hits. Pitch is in there for a call strike three. That's the third strikeout for Don Rowe in this game. One away for the Colts, 45s in the top of the sixth, and Al Spangler is coming up. Spangler leading off here this afternoon for the Colts, 45s, hit the second pitch of the game. Into the right field seat for a home run. And then he has popped the third twice. There's a breaking ball in there for a call strike to Spangler. It has been established again here this afternoon that the new breed is a hardy breed. Pitch is low for a ball. As you can probably hear, a group of youngsters with a bass drum, a trumpet, and a sort of paraphernalia are trying to get a let's go Mets dance started. Here's the pitch low for a ball. And it's inside for ball. Three and one to Al Spangler. And although we've had a light rain falling throughout most of this game, many fans have remained in the lower box seat areas with umbrellas. Here's a pitch high. Ball four and Warwick goes to first for the base on ball. That is, although Spangler goes to first for the base on ball. That is the first walk issued by Don Rowe since he came on here in relief of Cisco in the first inning. Now it's Ernie Fazio coming up for his first time in this game. There's a swing and a pop towards second. Digging out is Ron Hutt. Now looks to find the ball. And there's it. First ball's in the throw to second. The force is made there on Spangler. So there'll be no error on the play. Uh, Joe Hicks picks up the ball and threw into Burright. That play goes 8-6 if you're scoring on Spangler. Simply turned his back to the grandstand and started digging out and did not work for the ball until he was where he thought it was going to be. And when he got there and looked, it wasn't there. So the ball fell safely, holding up, thinking it was going to be caught with Spangler. So Hicks picked up the ball and made the point. So there's now a pitch to Carl Warwick. He is fouled back and out of play. So Fazio is simply on on the field of choice. Uh, Spangler with force on the play. Pitch a little tight, and it's one and one to Carl Warren. Uh, for his uh, second time here, he's batted for Pete Runnels in the top of the fourth. Swinging a foul ball on the ground out of play. One and two now to Warren. We're on the top half of the sixth inning here at the Polo Grounds. First game of a scheduled doubleheader. Houston eighth, and that's one. a swing and a pop to right in short right field. Ron Hunt is back there now waiting. And he makes the catch to retire the side. And the top of the sixth, the Colt 45 has got no runs on no hits, no errors, and one left. And at the end of five and a half innings, it's the Colt 45's eighth, the New York Mets one. You've probably heard a lot about ball players' superstition, but man seemed to have almost as many. One friend of mine only likes a cigarette when his team comes to bat. And another smokes only during the odd-numbered inning. 
Well, whenever you smoke while you're enjoying the game, here's the way you can enjoy each cigarette more. Just make it a Viceroy. Because Viceroy tastes the way you'd like a filter cigarette to taste. Not too strong, not too light. Viceroy has got the taste that's right. And you can count on it. If you smoke all seven leading filter brands, you'll find some taste too strong, just like the unfiltered kind. And some taste too light. They filter all the fun and flavor out of smoking. But Viceroy is not too strong, not too light. Viceroy has got the taste that's right. So next time, buy a carton of Viceroy in the familiar soft pack or the new slide top case. Either way, fans, Viceroy has got the taste that's right. Going here to the bottom of the sixth, and Mike Thomas is up to lead off for the Mets. He singled in the bottom of the fourth and has scored the only runs the Mets have in this game so far. Kenny Brown started to fill on the mound for the cold 45. No wind-up delivery. Pitch is swung on and missed to strike one. Tim Harkness now on deck for the Mets. Inside for ball is one one. One one offering. Swung on and there's a fly ball to the left. Hanging right there is Al Spangler. He waits and makes the catch. One away. Nobody on for the Mets there in the bottom of the sixth. And first baseman Tim Harkness coming up. He has been a twice struck out both times. Join us along the way. The coach got seven runs in the first inning, five of them charged against starter Galen Sisko, who failed to retire a man before he was relieved by Don Rowe. This one is a foul ball back at first. Digging over is Rusty Cobb and catches Johnny Bateman. Takes Cobb, calls and makes the catch. So Harkness has fouled out the first base. Two away, nobody on. Coming up is center fielder Joe Hicks. Time to relax with a Viceroy cigarette. Not too strong, not too light. Viceroy has got to taste it right. in the bottom of the second to center field. His first National League hit. Pitch is low for a ball. Umpire Tony Benson behind the plate examines the ball and leaves it in play. Wise to examine any ball hitting uh, him to do it now. Here is swing and miss. One and one. does not appear to be slippery at any place, despite the fact uh, that we have had uh, a light rain falling throughout the game. Here's a pitch low. We're speaking of the uh, infield areas. Of course, the grass is slippery, as evidenced by the fact that Howie Goss put down on the ball hit by Hicks for that double in the second inning. Swing and a ground ball foul. It's out of play, and it got two and two. Sardio at second, and he throws on to Straub at first end time, and the Mets are out on the bottom of the sixth with no runs, on no hits, no errors, and none left. At the end of six innings to play, it is the Colt 45-8 and the New York Mets 1. The 
Giants will be coming in here after this Code 45 series, and Bob Murphy will be in here to tell you more about that just as soon as we pause for station identification. The voice of the Mets in the Northeast, WGY Schenectady, a General Electric station. The time, 29 minutes past three. Okay, let's see. Alvin Dark and the Giants have two night games here in the Polo Grounds to wind up the homestand for New York. The Giants are in on Wednesday night and Thursday night. Willie McCovey having a blistering year for the San Francisco Giants. Willie and Henry Aaron tied for the Major League lead in home runs. Each building 26, Willie Mays now has hiked his total to 17. So the Giants are in for two night games on Wednesday night and Thursday night. Following the Thursday night game, the New York Mets will then open a lengthy road trip in Philadelphia. In the seventh inning, Rusty Stab leads off for Houston against left-hander Don Rowe. Officially, Rowe has pitched the entire sixth inning. Now Don out of his windup, the pitch. It's over at the letter, strike one call to Rusty Stab. Stab has drawn a walk. Reached base when he was hit by a pitch and struck out. Off the outside corner, Chuchu Coleman working behind the plate.
Now at the end of six and a half innings, the score, Houston 8, New York 1. Half of, half of the seventh inning as the New York Mets come up against Guinea Brown. It's over for a goal strike.
long ball, a base hit through the hole in the left field. Ron Hunt turns at second, he'll stop there. Al Spangler playing the ball back to the infield as Jim Wentz. The pitching coach of the Houston Colt 45 picks up the telephone. And we'll have something starting up in just a moment or two for the Houston Colt 45. The hitter is Duke Snyder. Duke has walked, single to left, and hit a ball out on the warning track in right center that was caught. Lefty Hal Winterchick will start to get ready. Now the pitch to Snyder. Ground ball hit hard towards second. Ernie Fazio comes up with it. Plays to stop, and the side is out. No runs, two hits, no errors, two left on. Now seven innings complete, and the score, the Houston Colts 45-8, and the New York Mets 1. That's the score here, and Ralph Kiner has the scores of other games for you. While Rain has shown up all around the circuit, San Francisco is scheduled at Pittsburgh, rained out. They had a doubleheader scheduled there, and San Francisco will be in here at the polo grounds for Wednesday night and Thursday night games. So if you haven't made your plans, come on out and join us. That should be a real big series. The Los Angeles Dodgers won the first game after six innings when the game was called because of rain. And the second game was rained out, of course. In that game, the Dodgers won it 3-2, the winning pitcher Johnny Padres. He now has won eight and lost six, and the Dodgers now have temporarily, at least, increased their lead. I guess you'd have to say they have increased their lead to six and a half games over the Giants. Also in the National League, Chicago at St. Louis. The Cardinals out in front nine to one after five and a half innings. Sadecki working on that win. Boyer and White home runs. That's the first of two. Cincinnati playing at home, and they lead Milwaukee by a score of four to one after six and a half. Shaw and Satoris, the pitchers in that one, the first of two. The American League, New York out the top of the first no score. Kansas City now coming to bat. Stafford against Rakow. That's the first of two. Dixon cracking right center to a start. Let's see how Winterchick will start to get ready. Now the pitch to Snyder. A ground ball hit hard towards second. Ernie Fazio comes up with it. Plays the stop and the bat is out. No runs, two hits, no errors, two left on. Now seven innings complete and the score. The Houston Colts 45-8 and the New York Mets 1. That's the score here, and Ralph Kiner has the scores of other games for you. While rain has shown up all around the circuit, San Francisco is scheduled in Pittsburgh, rained out. They had a doubleheader scheduled there, and San Francisco will be in here at the foreground for Wednesday night and Thursday night games. So if you haven't made your plans, come on out and join us. That should be a real big series. The Los Angeles Dodgers won the first game after six innings when the game was called because of rain. And the second game was rained out, of course. In that game, the Dodgers won it 3-2, the winning pitcher Johnny Padres. He now has won eight and lost six, and the Dodgers now have temporarily, at least, increased their lead. I guess you'd have to say they have increased their lead to six and a half games over the Giants. Also in the National League, Chicago at St. Louis. The Cardinals out in front nine to one after five and a half innings. Sadecki working on that one. Boyer and White home runs. That's the first of two. Cincinnati playing at home, and they lead Milwaukee by a score of four to one after six and a half. Shaw and Satoris, the pitchers in that one, the first of two. The American League, New York out the top of the first no score. Kansas City now coming to bat. Stafford against Rakow. That's the first of two. Detroit and Washington both Phone because of rain. Baltimore four, Chicago nothing after three and a half, first of two. Minnesota four, Cleveland three after five and a half, and now here's Bob. Johnny Bateman hits the first pitch on the ground down to third. Jim Hickman takes across to Harkness, one away at the eighth inning. 
Later this afternoon, the Red Sox and the Angels round out the Major League Baseball schedule with a doubleheader on the West Coast. One away and nobody on, and we're waiting for Hal Skinny Brown to come out and face Don Rowe. Don came in the game in the opening inning with nobody out to relieve Galen Cisco. Houston scoring seven of their eight runs in the first. trying to kick the mud out of his cleat. Rowe has his signs from Kutu. Ground ball hit hard down to third. Jim Hickman going to his glove side is up with it. Throws the first two down. They have been hitting the first pitch a great deal. Two outs and nobody on. Now Al Spangler coming on. Spangler got things going. He was the keynoter with a home run into the upper deck leading off in the ball game. Then he has fouled a third, popped a third, and drawn a watch. Now, Woodersick continuing to throw in the Houston bullpen. Woodersick, the real Cinderella story in baseball this season. Inside and low, one ball and no strike. Now, Woodersick, after 30 appearances, has an earned run average of 1.3. One eight and lost four. In 71 and two-thirds innings, he has given up only 39 base hits. He's been phenomenal. Pitch in the dirt, no play. What a trick who has bounced around for a number of years without ever really hitting his stride. Really blossoming out as a relief ace for Houston. Ball four, Spangler walks on four pitches. You know, amazingly, he credits his success to the fact that he's learned how to throw a slider the right way for the first time. And you know who taught him? Rusty Stop. And that's sort of unusual. Isn't that amazing? Rusty Stop. First year man and a first baseman, and he taught Woodichek how to throw a slider. Boy, those are those little things that happen behind the scenes in baseball that you find it hard to believe. Here's Rusty Stop, just barely out of high school. Ernie Fazio on a two-strike count. I'll say one thing, Ralph, that speaks well for Rusty Saab's high school coach. I guess Rusty might have pitched somewhere along the line because you can always learn something about baseball from just about anyone who has played. High fly hits the left field by Fazio. Drifting back is Frank Thomas. He's under it. He puts it away on the side is retired. Fazio retired on the fly to left. No runs, no hits, no errors. One left on. Now at the end of seven and a half innings to score, Houston eight and New York one. There are many ways to brew beer. Rangel takes the long, slow, costly way, the extra dry way. And that explains why there's such a wonderful difference in the taste of Rangel. Yes, sir, dry tells you why. Tells you why Rangel is beer as beer should taste. Brisk and bright and clean, clear through. You know, costly ingredients are one thing, and Rangel has them, but it takes more. It takes the skill of 126 years of brewing experience. The extra dry skill that is Rangel's alone. And you can measure the difference that dry makes in taste. Rangel has the happiest taste in beer today. No other beer can quite match it. So it's no wonder that millions say, My beer is Rangel the dry beer. But wouldn't you rather discover that difference for yourself? Enjoy the extra refreshment. 
that comes with Rangold Extra Dry Beer. Open up or order up Rangold Rangold. is up against Skinny Brown in the last of the eighth inning. Rain coming down a little bit harder now. One ball and no strikes to 2-2. Skinny delivers inside and low. It's ball 2-2-0. Two, two Robert, he'd have to carry that catcher's mitt in the suitcase. <laughs> it's a big one. Of course, it might come in handy if you were riding a train. You could use it for a pillow. Now a 2-0 delivery. He punched the ball down the third baseline. It's going to be tough to get in. They can't do it. 2-2 two, two down with a punt base hit. on with a single on a punt. Beautiful punt. That's the money. He had no chance at all to get it. That brings up Frank Thomas. Frank has one hit and three times up. He scored the only run of the game for New York when he came in on the single to right field by Don Rowe. Now Skinny Brown standing on a muddy hill takes his side. In comes the pitch. And the curve outside and low. One ball and no strike. Kenny Brown has been a consistent 10 and 12 game winner. Real good spot pitcher. The 1 0 pitch. Foul ball. He had a curve that hung and landed into the seats down the left field line. I don't know how much umbrellas cost, but a fellow was willing to lose his umbrella to try and catch a foul ball. He didn't know whether to drop the umbrella, go after the ball. I don't know. He was all confused. 1-1 delivery. Outside and high. There's nothing like looking up and seeing a line drive coming right at you to confuse you. Now the count, two balls and a strike. The pitch thrown a high fly ball. It's deep to left field. Spangler way back, way back, and it's gone for a home run. Let's wait for a while and see if it gets any better. 
Well, let's check the time, please. Right here at about 10 minutes until 4, the game is being delayed because of rain. going to cover the infield, so we're going to have a delay because of rain, and just in the last few minutes has the overcast really blackened. Rain picking up in tempo, coming down fairly hard right now, and many of the players are scrambling on the run towards the center field clubhouse. Most are leaving the dugouts, and after taking a look at that sky, saying, well, this looks like it might be a delay of 15 or 20 minutes or so, so they're going to put it out in the clubhouse rather than try and remain in the dugout, the big reason being that the way the wind is blowing, if they stay in the dugout, they get soaking wet because the wind is blowing the rain in toward the dugouts and the center of the home plate area. Though the game is being delayed because of rain, with Houston leading by a score of 8-3, to three, we're in the last half of the eighth inning. For those of you who joined us late today, Houston scored seven runs in the first inning. Spangler was the keynoter. He homered into the upper deck in right field, leading off in the ball game. Johnny Temple reached safely on an error. Pete Ronaldson singled to left field. Rusty Staub drew a walk. That loaded the bases. Bob Astromani walked, forcing in a run, and Houston led 2 to nothing. At that point, Galen Sisko was taken out. Don Rowe came in. Rookie Jim Wynn singled home a run to make it 3 to nothing. Howard Goss popped up to second, but John Bateman tripled with a bases loaded, driving three runs in, and Houston took the lead six to nothing. Moments later, Skinny Brown, always a good hitter, singled off the wall in right field, scoring John Bateman with a seventh run in the first inning. The other Houston run in the ball game came in the fifth inning on rookie Jim Wynn's first major league home run. For the New York Mets, they picked up a run off Skinny Brown. In the fourth inning on singles by Frank Thomas, Larry Burright, and a run-scoring single to right by Don Rowe. Here in the eighth inning, just before the delay, Choo-Choo Coleman punted his way on with the beauty of a bunt down the third baseline, and Frank Thomas unloaded a long home run to deep left center field. The ball struck the railing of the upper deck out near the bullpen area. And right after Frank hit the home run with a count of two strikes on Tim Harkness, the umpires decided that it might be best for one and all if uh, they held up and waited to see if the rain is going to stop. So we'll have a rain delay right here with the Colt 45s in front by a score of 8-3. to three. We'll be staying right on hand in the moment that the umpires come out and, and indicate that they are ready to go once again. We'll be back on hand to detail the remaining play-by-play. -play. But for right now, the game held up here on the foreground because of rain during the interim where we return you to your local studio. After a considerable delay period, the game was called and the Colt 45s won 8-3. to three. 